You're listening to episode 18 of Wingman's Garage. This is Chris the Wingman. Tyler Snoochie Boochies. And Dale the Track Rat. And we'll be back. Welcome to Wingman's Garage, where Chris the Adventurer, Daniel the Track Rat, and Tyler the Hooligan meet to share over 40 years of writing experience. Join them as they discuss their journeys, stories, and events of life on two wheels. Wayne World, excellent body time. All right, and I guess we might as well just start off the show for real now. Are we actually going to do it for real this time? For real, for real. For those of you uh, who aren't on Patreon, and I say this like it's actually happening yet, yeah. but uh, for those of you who are not on Patreon who... Uh, you just missed out on the entire pregame, which um, has some very incriminating words for Daniel. Huh? 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 <laughs> I didn't do it. The microphone caught it all. I promise I didn't do it. Uh, now, uh, it, it wasn't me. It was the one-armed man. <laughs> in that movie. Uh, you know it? I made mask. a cheeseburger. <laughs> it's the mask, man. Come on. The mask. Wow. Wow, yeah, you're right. No, I think about it. I haven't watched The Mask in years. Yeah. But, uh, yes, yeah, so you've missed the uh, the pregame show, which uh, we'll make available to Patreon patrons uh, yep. in the near future. It's going to be something we're going to do often. Because uh, there's actually a lot of bullshit that goes on before we actually start recording. A lot of testing, a lot of just, a lot of just random. Stuff. Stuff that three guys sitting in a room together with alcohol and coffee do. Yeah. You know, and uh, no, clear your mind's not that kind of things. Well, maybe a little bit, actually. No. There was some hair pulling there was, Tyler. Yeah, there was some Tyler hair pulling. He did that. have my thigh around the back of his neck at one point. Oh, <laughs> Anyways, uh, you may have also noticed that last week there was the podcast. We're sorry. It was a scheduling issue. We're scheduling so sorry. issue, and um, I just couldn't seem to make the time to sit here. Honestly, I didn't want to bore you. Hey, at least you're taking all the blame. Yeah, it is. I'm Well, you know, these two also did ditch me, so hey. Hey, you know what? I didn't do shit. Exactly. That's the point. Ah, it wasn't my fault. Whatever. It's all good. It was scheduling conflict. I wonder if I can make the munching and crunching out of your mouth even louder. You probably can. You, you know, there's a subset of people that find that very erotic. You've just made yourselves a hundred thousand followers if you can... Yum. You are so creepy right now. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was really the scary. The ick factor has increased dramatically. I no part of anything that... Delicious cheese. You're weird. <laughs> delicious cheese coming from you, dude. This coming from you. Your awful. delicious cheese will revisit you soon. Don't. It will. Yep, yep. We're well, going to talk about it. It's a, good thing. Into mustard <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that uh, that particular mm. brand of um, fast food doesn't use real cheese. <laughs> it still might be bad for him. Well, it's bad for everybody. Um, what do you all do this weekend? Because uh, I honestly didn't do a whole lot of productive activities. I worked all day Saturday and then went to... What did I do Saturday? 
I went to see what did I do after work? Was Captain America? No, Sunday. Sunday. And then, and there's actually a bike in that movie that uh, we will talk about momentarily. Um, what Not another Livewire, was it? No, it was a Harley, but it wasn't a Livewire. Oh. Man, Livewire was dope. Oh, dude, I, I would love to ride the Livewire. Livewire was dope. I would have gone if I could have gotten off of work to go do it. Yep. But then, um, God, I went to work, yeah. left, went home, went to, I went to a party. Yeah, I went to a party that night, and it was kind of one of those things where I'm sitting around and I'm listening to the people that are talking, and I'm going... What? Y'all have no idea what you're talking about. Y'all have only been in Nashville for a year or two. And you're, this is so dumb. What the, don't do that! <laughs> what are you doing? You gotta warn me before you start doing shit like that, man. Don't take pictures like that. Why not? You, at least My you can have your hand on your pants. <laughs> My fat ass was in the background. What part of the year, isn't it? But yes, Livewire, I think, was a badass bike. Livewire was dope. That was a huge step forward in my eyes for Harley Davidson. Livewire Period. was, it actually worked. Yeah. And it wasn't one of these little, oh, no, no, no. That was a cool, it was a very good exercise. Did they ever offer for purchase? No, yeah, no, it was a straight-up concept bike for now. But then, proof of concept. If they do it right, they will have a viable motorcycle. And honestly, I would be interested in one of those. Oh, yeah. I mean, it looked cool. Yeah, just the way they cut the gears to give it yeah. that, that, that howl. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but um, but since we're talking about electric motorcycles, no, no, let's save that for a moment. Let's save that for a moment. Let's get we'll get, let's another, get through this. Yeah. Let's get through that. I will be right back. Momentary. Y'all talk about you do what, what your next one is. What do you do this weekend, Tyler? I forgot. You work Saturday. Yep. Yep. Yes, we all work Saturday. Yay! I don't know what an off day is on Saturday. Uh, what did I do? I got to work Saturday, and I. Went to Best Buy. Well, I waited on the wingman to, to get his grill, his grill, his gorilla, gorilla. Skating gorillas did, selling Ducatis. Ask me later. Speaking of which, did your grill make it to Clarksville? Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes, the grill made it to the new garage location. Snitchy yes, Uchis. I'm actually moving the location of the garage. Um, about seventy miles north of its current location here. In Beautiful Spring Hill, Tennessee. Right when I'm actually house shopping and you're freaking moving. No, you'll you actually be a little bit closer to me. Where are you buying a house at? I don't know. I'm, I'm trying to buy a house. Where are your grandparents live? Whoa. Weird Why? question. Industryville? Why? Because I was coming down the road Sunday, actually. Part of what I was doing. Why is there a bottle cap in my hair? It's your crown. Uh, <laughs> I was coming down... What's that road? The one that we used to take all the time from Arno and Paintsville Trinity to go to work. South Brothers? Yes, I was on that. And down through there, about halfway, you pass a section where you're kind of in the kind of the country fields, and there's a house to the left. And it's got a gravel driveway going back to it. And behind it, there's a big black cardboard barn looking thing. Mm-hmm. It almost looked like it could have been a canopy with an RX-7 was in. And there was a black GTI. Coming up the driveway, and I, passed oh. I was like, "Where's that, Daniel?" Nope, that wasn't me. I don't have any family living in Franklin. So anyway, all my family lives in Hendersonville and Nashville. Um, so yeah, I, I went to I went to Best Buy, and while I was waiting on Chris, 
You made a purchase, didn't you? I, I you did. made a big purchase. May or may not have made a purchase. Um, my dad made a big purchase. Allegedly. So I went over there with the intentions of buying a new computer monitor. Um, I'd love to have a new computer, but um, for editing purposes and everything with my, my pictures and videos and all that. And I've been trying to figure out whether to do PC or Mac because I, I like Mac's operating system. And, and long story short, uh, they're just really expensive compared to Windows, but I don't like Windows workflow as well. So, anyways. Yeah, when did we become domesticated where we actually use workflow in a sentence? You know, I'm going to say it like this. And I've, someone I was listening to this weekend put it in the best way possible. Windows versus Apple. iOS versus Android. You know what, dude? When it comes down to it, all I want to do is watch, watch porn while I poop. Yeah. That's okay. All I, I don't do. care about the wiggles. Speaking of which, I'll be over going to the bathroom here in a minute. Power. No, it's oh, bleeding. Why am I bleeding? Hey. Hey. I must have cut yourself open with it. With a bottle cap? Yeah. So, um, so, yeah. yes. I go up there to buy a computer monitor, and as I'm sitting there, I'm totally like, I'm bleeding good. What the fuck? Um, yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Keep going. Uh, anyways. So. There's a guy that's completely the wrong place. <laughs> so, uh, interesting. Um, I'm sitting there looking at, at computers like, look at that. Yeah. Um, I'm sitting there looking at computers just to look, just because I'm, I'm just kind of yes. killing some time. And a lady comes out, and this guy's looking for a computer, and she goes, well, I've got this MacBook, and it's an open deal, or an open box deal. Mm-hmm. And he goes... And it says sex seventeen hundred dollars on the or seventeen eighty five on the box. Well, that's not a bad price, but whatever. And and it's one of those things. I'm not really paying attention, but they're so close you can't really not hear them. And so I, I keep playing with the, the computer a little bit. And uh, the guy's like, oh well, I, I want. You know, I'm looking to spend a thousand bucks. And he's like, well, I can't go that low, but I can take twenty percent off of this. He goes, I'm sorry, that's too much. Thank you though. And at that point, I go, excuse me. Not to interrupt, but since he already said no, yeah, <laughs> I was like, "Did you just say you can take twenty percent off that?" She goes, "Yeah." I was like, "As in twenty percent off what's already marked on the box?" Yeah, and she's like, "Yeah." And so I walk around, and she sits there, and she says, "I have two of them." And me and Naoki look at each other, and we're like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> so we ended up piddle part farting around long enough, figuring out whether or not we were going to spend the money on them, and uh, long enough that she walks by and she goes. Y'all make up your minds, because I just sold one, so I've only got one left. Shit. So then we both decide that we both think we want to do it, but there's only one left. Uh, <laughs> so long story short, uh, Naoki asked around. She ended up having a 13-inch, which probably ends up it will end up working in his favor, because he was looking for something to take the class to school all the time. And, like, I love my 11-inch MacBook Air, yeah. but obviously the biggest issue has been the computing problems um, and or the computing power. And the fact that it's so small, it's really hard to edit on. Mm-hmm. So for like what he's wanting to do, like the 13, I think is is probably kind of the perfect travel size. So yeah, he ended up walking away for like it was like seven something plus tax. That's mm-hmm. not bad. Not bad at all. Like he bought he bought the 13 inch MacBook and um, 13 inch MacBook Pro. Um, I think like eight gigs of RAM and like a 150, 160 gig solid state drive on it. Yeah. Um, he bought that and a keyboard and something else and like left for like a thousand bucks. 
So, retail on mine, I wanted the AMD Radeon. And I'm droning about this. Let's make this quick. Um, yes. So, I wanted the AMD Radeon. They're $2,500. I'd, I'd been considering This one was spec'd out. It's 16 gigs of RAM with a 256-gig solid state. Um, the N- Intel Iris Pro graphics, which I read are actually phenomenal for, for Photoshop and such. So, um, retail on it is $1,999. They had it $1,785. She rang me up. I paid fourteen hundred dollars for the computer. There you go. And now I don't have to listen to you talk so about got, this for hours yeah. on end at work every day. I got almost Yay, a. Yay me! Can I punch you in the nuts? I'm really glad I don't work with you two, because I'd be ready to slap both of you after that shit. It happens. But yeah, so I got like a six hundred dollar discount on brand new Mac. So that's what I did Saturday, and then I came home, and the good old stupid Fox Sports Network decided to split the coverage on the races again. So I'm sitting there, I'm watching my recording, I know nothing about it. And uh, I watched all my heat races for the Supercross. Yeah. And again, this is a season finale at um, at Sam Boyd Stadium in, in Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. And Dungeon wrapped it up though, right? He did, he wrapped yeah. it up last weekend. Um, right, so, that was coming. Yeah. Uh, Muttered like for the last season of the race, like they were they had trucks out sucking water off the track. Like there were portions they were going through like a pond. How in the it's Las Vegas? It was raining. Yes, that's like it was a, such a surprise. So it just made it that much more exciting for the season closer. Wow. So I get through all those heat races and it comes back. We're getting ready to watch them. Goes to commercial break. Comes back and all of a sudden everybody's speaking in Spanish with subtitles and we're watching soccer. So needless to say, I didn't get to watch the race. Um, I re-recorded it, but it it ran from nine to twelve, nine to midnight last night, so I've not watched it. No, um, unfortunately, I'm gonna do that uh, maybe tonight when I get home. But uh, yeah, so long story short, Sunday I got up, I <clears throat> went to uh, got the bikes up, or we went to lunch, or shit, went to brunch, um, came back from that, got the bikes, went for a little ride, ended up going up to Franklin. And watched the Jungle Book, which was actually hey, I got my got the map of that very nice. good. I've heard it was really um, good. And then left and went to uh, uh, Drake's and hung out, had some sushi and stuff, and went home. And, and then I was exhausted and I passed out. So that was my weekend and my two minutes that I took Kim. Uh, I wouldn't got lost at Percy when the park on Sunday for a good half an hour. Were you riding bikes? No, it was weird. Went hiking. Tina and I went hiking, and we there's like a, the trail we were on just kind of stopped. We're like, what the hell? Where do we go now? So we kind of started walking and figured out where we went. And after that, we went back and hung out. And we were talking after that. Were you walking on the same trails as the mountain bikes? No. Ooh. Which I will talk. I gotta talk to you about that later. Yeah. Um. So, Captain America, not only. It's actually a really good movie. You'll appreciate it. They debuted the new Roadster. The new Harley oh, Roadster. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's actually a dope-looking bike. It I'll is. give them that. I would, I would be interested in riding one. They, they did good going with the inverted front fork for the first time ever on something that wasn't a V-Rod. No, they had it on the XR1200. Well, the XR1200 is an actual motorcycle on my 12 Harleys. So we won't count that one. I consider the XR1200 a completely different bike than just. It is actually. I, I, almost I, want one of I have true respect really, for the XR1200. That was a really good bike. Yes. Uh, but you know, for what the the Roadster is, it's really cool. Except I, what was it saying? Uh, I, I read a couple people saying that ultimately, 
they've got potential, but it, it can't keep up with the potential. Well, I mean, look at the look at what you're going against. Well, yeah. You get the bolt. You got the bolt's only the real contender out for it. Right? I mean, I, I, I will give between the C spec bolt. And that's just a weird way to do yeah. it. Yeah, that's we'll we'll, yeah. we'll talk about between that the C spec and the the roadster. I'm going to give it to the roadster. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with the roadster too <clears> on that one. Yeah. Um, but was it the brakes? I think were ultimately the biggest weakness in that new formula. So that's and the, the rear shop. Rear shot. Well, okay. So your Harley guys that are actually going to buy this bike, I, this is one of those rare times that I would be interested in buying one of these things, mm-hmm. just because I know that I can put get some progressive rear shocks on mm-hmm. it and get the forks done and actually have a pretty good motorcycle. Out. Yeah, yeah. Um, when I was still at Bosville, I was actually considering a Dyna mm-hmm. and doing those progressive fully adjustables on the back and get right. the front, kit, front end kit done to it. And put the California A painters on it, you know, all that mess, make it look like a wheelie bike. Right. But I obviously didn't happen, and I went and got a completely otherworldly motorcycle. You went the complete opposite direction. I went bored. I, I don't Back know to the, the, the light side there. Yeah. I went, I got away from the dark side. Um, I'm a gray Jedi. Yeah. I'm a gray code. But um, it's – the Roadster's cool. I liked it. I, and looking at it later, I do like that bike. Mm-hmm. It is very interesting. It's different. They're going after a completely different. It is a completely different market. They're going after the younger market now. They're going, because they're going after the hipster crowd. Well, not even the hipster no, crowd. They, they kind of are because yeah. that's really what's driving them right now. Well, that well, I'm I mean, not finding this bike. You can you give me this. Let Daddy drive. <laughs> Let Daddy drive. Hang on. But yeah, it. But you know, it's a good. It's a good thing. Uh, some of the other podcasts are talking about this. And right now, the big trend is everyone's going towards scramblers. Yeah. Used to be everybody wanted cafe racers, and everybody wanted choppers before that. You know, you can go out and you can buy a $500 motorcycle, put some money into it, and come out with a completely custom cafe scrambler chopper, whatever the hell it is you want. I don't want. care, yeah. But at the same time, most of these people who are getting into these things shouldn't be turning a wrench in the first place. They have no, no. They're, you, buying a bike like this, it requires your ability to figure out what's going on with your bike because you're going to always have something going wrong with it. Yeah, it's the problem with buying a $500 bike is you bought a $500 bike, mm-hmm. you're going to have a three thirty $3,500 bike by the time – Mm-hmm. You get done working on it, and then and it's going to be yeah. quirky as hell. It's not it's not going to start up on the first first kick or first push. Right now, if you want to learn how to work on something, that's the best way to do it. Yeah. But if you're like me, who would much rather ride than wrench, right? And I, <clears throat> which is, this is exactly where bikes like the Roadster come yes. into play, or the Bonneville, or the Scrambler, or I think they made uh, a mistake. I hold it. SR four hundred is out now. That they should not have done with the 48 style high rise tank on this bike. It throws a line off. It does throw the line off. I'll give you that. It does, but it's a Sportster. That's classic Sportster lines. Which, honestly, if you go back to the old K series uh, Harley Davidsons that were actually predated yeah. the Sportster, that were the bad boy bikes back in the 60s. Well, I mean, how the Sportster started off as a fighter against all the Triumphs. And shit. Exactly. It used to be the badass bike to have. And yeah. If you're gonna buy buy a Harley, buy the XR. Well, the I is you can't one buy one new anymore because unless someone's got one still stashed there's, in the there's, there's no more left. Yeah, they're gone. They're. Mm-hmm. I got really close to buying one of those. 
Well, most but, Harley dealerships didn't even know what to do with it in the first place. We had three of them when I was there used. I got really damn close. Yeah. Because what I was going to do, I was going to buy the bike and get the race kit thrown in on there. And then mm-hmm. I was going to have someone get the suspension, build, have the suspension built. And the person who was getting the suspension built was going to race it. Mm-hmm. And so, but but luckily or unluckily, they killed that class right before we were going to do it. Yeah. So it didn't last very long. Lasted three years, and it was a bad idea because they put that that was the class that they were running all running everybody against up against the world. Yeah. Like you were showing off the XR twelve hundred race at MotoGP when you should have been showing off the RC three ninety race. Right. Not the old guys. Like Steve Rapp and all those and Michael Barnes and all those guys are not going to get a GP ride. No, it's not going to happen. No. So that's where you. I'm glad they got the RC390 Cup going because those kids actually have a shot at getting on the world stage because you win the RC390 Cup here, you go to Europe and go to the European series. Mm-hmm. So that, but the problem with the XR1200 Cup was that was the only one that was paying any money. Yeah. Like to win the championship, Vance and I had to put up the money. It was 65 grand when you win the championship. You know how much Josh Hayes won winning the AMA Superbike Championship that year? How much? Four grand. Wow. He won four grand from the AMA on that ship. Wow. I mean, he made all that money from Yamaha and the sponsors yeah. and everything else. But for actually being the champion. Yeah. He won $4,000 from AMA. Now, this is the good thing is that they've adopted the European version. They don't they pay start money, mm-hmm. but you don't get any winning. Yeah. It's all from sponsors and everything else. All right. So. Well, and again, you know, going back to that XR... The reason why Harley Davidson barely sold any of them as well as they hoped they would have is because it's a performance bike in a lifestyle bike it's, category. It's one of those things. It was it's big in Europe. Yeah, it was really big in Europe, mm-hmm. and nobody knew what to do with it here. Right. They didn't sell a whole lot of them. Again, I wanted one. I damn near bought a white. Hell, I remember reading a comp, uh, reading a shootout between the XR twelve hundred and your Sport Classic. Mm-hmm. And you know who won? The XR twelve hundred won. It was the XR. Because it was much more rideable and user friendly and did better everywhere yeah. throughout. And again, it ninety five to one hundred is all that bike wants. Hey, I have the same engine in my bike. Shush. I mean, <laughs> ninety five is about all that bike wants. You have another hundred cc's though. Yeah, but still, it's the same engine. <laughs> um, They're both air cooled twins. I don't right. Supposedly the best motor Ducati's ever built. But hey, and... yeah, that's that's neither here nor there because it's all in that gear. The eye of the beer holder. Uh, now, ST2 motor was the best. Going back to the Roadster, you can tell it's not a performance bike when they say combine stoplight to stoplight power. It sounds an awful lot like it's they're trying to go after the because I will say this, and they're the way that they market these things is very close to the muscle car era back in the late 90s, early 2000s, mm-hmm. the Z28, the WS6, and Cobra, and all this shit. They were nasty going straight. Mm-hmm. That WS6 my cousin has is utterly obscene. I love that car. But, God, they're terrible when it starts mm-hmm. turning. And key features, first thing you see is authentic styling. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Authentic styling for what? Authentic styling. Blacked out styling, new paint and graphics, slammed handlebars and new gauge, new lightweight offset split five-spoke wheels. Okay, that's that's kind of cool. Off, like, lightweight? Yeah. Well, light- for them, lightweight's probably... Right. And boat anchors for right. Airbox with finned timer cover. Nowhere do you see anything about performance. It's a, so, it's a 1200 yeah, Sportster. They don't even mention the front fork in this. It's a 1200 Sportster, so it's going to no, be... No, it's an 883. Oh, Christ. No, I want it's no part of it. It's an 883. No part of it. I'm out. 
Well, hey, it's a good-looking 883. Yeah, it's the best-looking 883 they make, but it's still an 883. Right. And 411, um, which is 11.2, roughly. What else could you buy for 11.2 that would look just as good but perform better? Um, a Triumph, maybe? Maybe not a than R, but something. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm not entirely sure. <laughs> I, I think that cheeseburgers had strange effects on you, my friend. I lost my train of thought about two minutes ago. You mean you got derailed like an hour ago? What? Huh? You got derailed? An hour ago? Yes. No, just in the last five minutes. <laughs> you tuned out when you heard Harley Davidson. We were talking about Harleys, and my, my brain just started watching Matt Madden on screen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Are you laughing at me? No, Oops. he just derailed himself. <laughs> he hasn't been paying attention at all in the last five minutes. I missed it, unfortunately. <laughs> well, it's just because, you know, we started talking hardly, and he's like, I don't know what that means. We're sorry. The yeah. number you called is buffering. no longer available. He's buffering. <laughs> <laughs> he's on dial-up tonight. Yeah. But but I was saying, you know, for the price, 11 11-2, you're better off getting a bolt C-spec. Or hell, dude, buy it. Buy a Thruxton if that's what you're looking for. Yeah. Thruxton or. Well, Thruxton started in 98. Uh, I'm actually looking at that right now. Uh, 2016 Triumph Thruxton is about $9,800. So you figure another thousand for an R model. And you're still. What, what's, this? what's this? What's this? Well, the R is actually a lot more expensive. The new, the 16 Thruxton R is right at 15 and a half. Yeah, there it is. So it's 14, right. 5. 14, 5. So it's right. They're going after the R9T market. Right. Okay, Woo! so a the, basic Thruxton the speed 1200. Twin. The speed, the new speed twin. Right, which is actually. A phenomenal yeah. bike other than the recall they've got going. Mm. But. But that's I actually would, much closer to the, uh, what, the 883. And I want to build a desert sled. I really so want to build a desert sled looking bike. But, well, you and I were talking about all the bikes I want to build right now. And I've got it down to three, but it's like, Jesus, Daniel, come on. <laughs> but anyway, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh, yes, yes. But, but uh, in in speaking about bikes that are being built or were built or were attempted to be, to be built, uh, I posted this on our Facebook uh, page. Sunday. On Sunday, uh, the American motorcycle community, or motorcycle community at large, the motorcycle worldwide, community in general. Uh, we we've lost a, a shining star. Yes, it was Michael Sizz. Yep. Sizz or Moto Sizz. Of Moto Sizz, yep. he was trying to build his own MotoGP bike, and mm -hmm. the funding that he was going after went away. Yep. And he transferred all the design and everything over to do, doing electric bikes. Well, actually, after. Before doing that, he was trying to make a true American sport bike, you know, something Eric Buell's only actually been able to do so far. Yeah. But he I was attacking this on himself. C Z Y C Z or something. S Z. S Z. If you've ever seen, if you haven't seen the movie, the documentary Charge. Yes. It's on Netflix. It's about the Isle of Man TT race. Yep, the TTXP. No, the TTXGP or whatever. And it talks about him, and he is. You look at the guy, and he's he's what every guy wants to be. Mm -hmm. He's incredibly successful. He's good looking. Mm -hmm. He's got a gorgeous wife. He's got a wonderful family. He's smart as he's hell. He's smart as 
He's the smartest guy in the room. He's the most laid back guy in the room. And everything he touches works. He started off as an architect and he did made his money doing that. And he just it's yeah. It's one of those things where you look at this guy and you want to be jealous, but you can't because he's too nice of a guy mm-hmm. and he does everything well and he's and his ideas were fantastic. He made an electric bike that looked good, yes. go fast. Yep. They all it did it didn't, well. It did well. It didn't look like a science experiment. Yeah. And it worked. It wasn't art deco. It sounded deco. cool. Yeah. And it's it sounded like a TIE fighter when it came past. <laughs> and it's and I've been talking with Mark Miller about it. He and I got sneeze. Bless you. And uh, but it's one of those things where he was. There's a scene in Charge where they're talking, and Mark asks him how much money he's got in it. He's like, I've got three hundred fifty thousand dollars of my own money in this bike. And he wasn't afraid to put his own skin in the game. No, he in fact, was, just about everything he's done was all all his. him. And I mean, he was incredibly successful. I mean, the, some of the interviews that they're doing that they're doing with him in the movie, he, he's driving his Ford GT. Mm-hmm. So the guy, you. thank you. And it's just like you hate it because it's Shining Star, and he was there was so much more that he could do. Mm-hmm. And no. The world is, is the motorcycling world is a smaller place and a much worse place without him in it. Yes. So, um, if we had any beer handy, I would say raise one up. But cheers if you if you're drinking something, raise it up. Cheers to Michael Sizz. To you. Says, cheers to you. Godspeed. May your tires always be sticky and your suspension perfectly set up. Yeah, the roads always smooth and, road, and curvy. Roads always clear. The track always clear and without fluids. There you go. So. And on a now, let's get to a much brighter note. Brighter note. Brighter note. Um, let's see here. Hmm. So let's talk about your experiences at the track. Oh, we're gonna talk and about some, some things that are gonna make you laugh. So, oh yeah, this, here's some good ones. So I was corner working at track day two weekends ago. Um. I was going to ride, but I ended up – I just didn't have the time to get my bike together, and they ended up needing me to help work. So I ended up working. Um, so here's the thing, guys. If you're doing – if you are doing your first track day with a friend, and you're both in the same group, and you guys want to ride together, that's awesome. I love that. That is so cool. It's really fun to watch because both of you start pushing each other. And it's really cool, and you're like, hey, they're having fun. That's what it's about. It's not about being competitive and everything. You're not going to win at a track day. You can mm-hmm. definitely lose, but you're not going to win. Right. I've said, I've said it before. I'll say not it. Not a race. I'll say it until I'm blue in the face. But if your buddy crashes, and I'm not meaning cartwheeling the bike or anything else. If he just kind of tucks the front and slides off, and there's no real damage to the bike, or to him, he's just muddy. Do not, and I repeat, do not stop on the inside and the apex of a corner on the track, drop the kickstand, and run to go check on your buddy. That's what. The, that's what I'm that's there what for. That's what your corner marshals are there for. Don't do it. 
this individual, it was both of their first track days, and I understand that. But you know what? It was I was one of the safety runners, and my dad was running pit out or pit in. I got on the radio and I said, I need you to chew him a new one. Because that was exceedingly dangerous. Not only did you put yourself in danger, you put, mm, let's see here, the people that were in the group with you in danger, and you put the corner worker that was out there trying to help out in danger too. Mm -hmm. So you put 45 people in danger because you freaked out and you thought it was we're, you're on the street still. Right. That's an admirable thing if you do this on the street. If you do on the that's what you're supposed to do on the street. Yeah. You're not on the street. You're at the track. Don't worry about it. That's what right. we're here for. That's why you're there. So you can go fast and do stuff like this. Not, not on the street. And then, here's another one. This was, this was my personal favorite of the weekend. If you crash, and you crash with someone else, Two-bike crash. They didn't touch each other that I'm aware of. I was looking in the opposite direction. And I've been doing it long enough where I can hear a crash pretty quick. So, if the bikes are down, and you're laying there, and you don't get up immediately, and you don't signal to me that you're okay, I'm going to get in your face. I'll make sure you're okay. And then when you finally get up and say you're okay, okay, cool, we're good. I'm going to run off. And make sure somebody else is okay or if I need to help somebody else. All right, fine. So when we get to that point and I've got everybody okay and we're in a high-impact zone, you don't get to drop the kickstand and leave the bike there and walk off. That happened yeah. too. Oh, I was about ready to slap that old man. Oh, I was hot. I was livid. Not only that, I'm picking, I picked the 675 up, put it, and I'm – Get the guy back over to his bike. I'm like, hey, I need you to push it over there because I gotta go pick this other bike up. Mm -hmm. I pick that bike up. Body works everywhere. It's an 06, 07 GSR 600. So the whole body works in like six different pieces to begin with, and all those pieces are broken. So it looks like a bomb went off right over there. Okay. Damn. So I'm pulling the shit off. Or I'm pulling and picking everything up, and I've got five pieces of body work, and one else is hanging there, and he can't push the bike. So he and I just both just kind of lean down and rip the shit off. Fuck it, it's already crashed. <laughs> Rip it. We take it over there, and I'm carrying this shit. He puts it in gear, he kind of rides it off. All right, cool. I'm like, go to the crash truck. This dude stops halfway there and starts just staring at me. I'm like, what do you do? Go! Keep going! You're not there yet. It's okay. Go! <laughs> so we finally get to the point where I just kind of walk over and just drop all the shit on the other side of the armco. I'm like, that's his. You can have it. You're putting it back in the truck. Put it back in the truck. So we get that done and everything else, and then they get on, they, the session ends, they get them on a truck and they go back. And I'm sitting there thinking, what in God's name went into their heads? You think it was a good idea to pick the bike up and leave it there right where they crashed? Right. Because if you crash there, somebody else will. It's not, it just, uh, if you go down a track day, A, let the corner workers know you're okay. Please. Because if you don't, I'm stopping the session to get the ambulance up to make sure you're all right. And that means we're stopping the session. Everybody's going to go back in there. If you're okay, you're like, I was just laying there trying to catch my breath. No, make, let me know you're doing that. Because now I've got to get everybody back in before I can do anything with you. Right. And then when I get them back in there, they're going to be sitting there in their leather sweating for five minutes. And then I'm going to tell everybody it's your fault. So, just, boy, don't. just don't do that. And then... I'm going to get off the crazy guys, the dumb idiots, and 
Someone from Vezra showed up. Really? A Vezra van rolls in, unloads a bike, number 57. It's not Corey. Hmm. Because Corey's racing a um, BMW right now. Corey West is what I'm talking about, guys. For those of you who don't know. Um, I don't know who this cat was, but this son of a bitch was flying. Huh. And everyone knows Vezra as a Suzuki team. Yes. It's been Vezra Suzuki for forever. Forever, yeah. Not no more. Who are they with now? They're running Cowies. Because they're running after Kawasaki money. There you go. Suzuki ain't paying shit yep, right with now. with that contingency that they're yeah. throwing out there. It makes sense. Now. Right? Oh, yeah. ZX-10. This cat was rolling. I mean, rolling. It was... The track record is held by a belt ZX-10. This guy wasn't really on lap record pace, but it was impressive due to the fact that um, he'd never been to the track, huh. he'd ne- he, and he just jumped on the bike and did a couple of sessions. I think he was like a rider coach for one session. Really? Yeah. I came and hung out. Uh, very fast. And then... Another observation. Apparently, the economy is back for the guys that make everywhere from like 150 to about 450 a year. You mean anywhere else but us? Oh yeah, you know, people that are that, like people that are 150 and below, it hasn't come back yet. But for people like 150 to 450, the economy's back and it's rocking and rolling. We had 10 Panigales over that weekend. Four of them were full setup race bikes. Nice. Which you like know, you can't do it's on a 22 grand getting in the door budget. on this bike. Yeah. Then you're putting another 15 to 20 in it. Eh, maybe not that much. Maybe 10. Like 12. Mm. If you're building it properly. For, right. For a club racing level, if you want to be a very good club racer. Right. Or you just want to throw like every single expensive part on. Yeah. And they're out there. And I'm, like, I'm looking at these bikes. I'm like, 25 grand. 35 grand. 28. Thir- brand new R1M. Wah! Flying. Huh. Whoever bought that bike. Did the right thing. He was the person <coughs> they were marketing that bike to because it Joker was moving. Um, that's the weird thing. Panagallis and the R1M, because if you go to Bowling Green, there is a sound limit. Both of you guys are going to be under it because it's 103 dB. Mm-hmm. The new R1, the new Panagalli, and the Super Duke. Well, the Super Duke was running straight up the head. The Super Duke R, that guy was louder than shit. There was no way we're going to quite end up. But those three bikes right there were the only ones that were popping the So I guess it's just the short exhaust or whatever. Right. But I'm not kidding you. That dude on that R1M, and there was another guy on an all-black race R1. It was a new R1 race bike. I don't know who it was, but it was a a novice plate guy who was pretty quick. He's probably right there on the cusp of moving up. But... A lot of bike. A lot of bike. And, that, and that's a good bike for that track. A lot of BMWs, too. Hmm. A lot of new BMWs. Probably another, about 12, 15 new BMWs. No. Yeah, no, ain't that much. Are they throwing out any contingency? Oh, they got a ton yeah. of contingency. We talked about that quite a bit. A ton of contingency. Explains why you see a lot of that out there. A lot of, a lot of club racers are chasing that BMW in Kawasaki money right now. Because you can actually, it's getting back to the point, another couple of years, you'll be able to be a journeyman club racer again. Hmm. Whereas, you know, it's about 2000. Seven, you couldn't do it. Right, right before the economy came. Right before everything, everyone dried up. It was you could make good money. I mean, I've told you the story. Brian Stokes showed up with his Aprilia RSV Miles and his mm-hmm. ZX6s, 
and won all the races on a double payout weekend that he needed to win. He walked out over fifteen grand. Thanks for the bike. Yeah, no kidding. Um, but anyway, that's all my track day stories. Um, but it was MTD. It was Midwest Track Day. They put it on. Very good group. Very good group to deal with. They have a cookout on Saturday nights. Nice. For everybody to come cook out and hang out. Um, very again, very reasonably priced for for up there. It's three hundred seventy five dollars for the weekend. And there's some okay. bike prep stuff you got to do depending on the class you're in. But I think it's like one ninety a day. Yeah. That's so if you can't make the whole weekend, like if you work like these two days, if you work all on Saturdays, you can come up on Sunday. And the cool thing about being about Bowling Green is the, the gate never closes. Hmm. So if you got to go home and get your shit. You can get up there at 11, 30, 12 o'clock at night, and the gate's still open. You can still come up and park up and, you know, go to, you know, go to sleep. But um, June 25th and 26th is the next one with Midwest Track Day up there. I will be riding in this one. That's going to happen because I will actually have time to prep the bike. Um, if all my cards fall into place, I'll be there too. You better. Tyler, if you don't come up, at least come hang out. You and I are gonna have we're gonna have a coming to Jesus prayer meeting. <laughs> confession time. We're gonna have a confession. What is this? June twenty fifth and twenty sixth. You can come hang out and help. Come ride. I want every last one of you to come ride with us. I need to go put that on. Because I'm working on Dallas, the Dallas, and Steve to come out. The Dallas. The Dallas. Because that dude ain't been on a tracker forever. And as much shit as he and I talk, we really need to get on the track together because it'd be entertaining. But and then Steve's wanting to get the, his race bikes are getting a little dusty, so because he's been on that damn R11 GT, whatever the hell it is. Didn't you say he was looking for a new purchase? No, your dad made a new purchase. My dad did make a new purchase, so we will have, be having a the motorcycle movie night we've been talking about because he got uh -huh. a brand new projector and it's glorious. glorious. We watched Star Wars on Blu-ray and it was beautiful. Nice. It was beautiful. New projector. I've been waiting. We've been without projector for a good year and a half now. But he bought him a brand new projector. It's new technology. My dad never spends money. Never spends money. He's the most frugal bastard I know. He's my dad. I love my dad to death. He's the reason why who I am today. But he is the tightest tightwad I've ever met. Like. It was funny because he and I were talking about it. He got, he's like, I've got this one. It's 2,700 lumens. It's a couple of years old. It's this much. Then there's this new one. It's 3,000 lumens. It's $60 more. I looked at Dad and I go, really? It's brand new? It's not three years old? It's only 60. <laughs> why are we having this conversation right now? Who are you? Like, why are we, No, you don't get – if you really, if it's really that much, Caleb, my younger brother and I, Caleb, we will throw an extra $30 a piece in all right, this ain't gonna, no, this isn't gonna work. I'm not having this argument with you right now. And he goes, yeah, you're right. I'm like, thank you. But we will have a motorcycle movie night. He's down. I'll get Dallas and Steve to ride up and get you guys to ride out. And we'll watch on any, the on any Sundays and yes. faster and some other Isle of Man stuff. It'll be an all day thing, probably. Oh yeah, excited. Um, I'm excited. But yeah, we'll just get everything up there and turn turn the volume up and you know if. Push comes to shove, we need to throw some racing on, we'll throw some racing on, or... Of course, some Star Wars, or... Star some, Wars, or some... Something. Something. You know, right. throw, the, throw the Xbox on there, we'll play some video games or something. But yeah, the motorcycle movie night will definitely happen. Yes. Just because 
It has to. It has to. Yeah. On any Sunday, we'll watch the first one, then we'll watch the new one. Because the second one didn't, I haven't seen the second or third one. The, the second one with Kenny Roberts and all that stuff yes. on there. But um, it'll happen. Yeah. So, now, I guess transitioning out of the, the track day world back yeah. into the real world where two of us play more often than not. Uh, you know, the look on Tyler's face is actually quite funny. He was like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" Look, it wasn't Grinder. <laughs> Have you figured out what that is? Have yet? You, do you know what Grinder is yet? What? Exactly my point. Yes. Well, that's gonna be a running joke until you figure it out. I'm gonna get a phone call. And go, you're an asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's looking it up now. Yeah. Oh, this is gonna be fun. But uh, <laughs> you know, it's uh, the. The riding season has been progressing here, and we've already had a lot of a lot of bad things happen to people that yeah. we know and people on the road. Yeah, um, we've already had too much already. It was it's middle. Are you of telling me to get on grinder? That would be better for you, probably. <laughs> yay! Yay! I you just got the Tennessee you. bird. Yeah, I just got the Tennessee bird. It's funny. Um, I'm getting a beer here. Drink this one. What? I never drank it yet. Oh, it hurt my heart. You know, just in, in Tennessee alone, there's Ugh. already been more motorcycle-related yeah. fatalities this year. So far. So far, two months in, than there has been all of last year. Yeah. And you it's know. it hit home this year with us. Yep. It, it's it taken people that we personally know. We are personally friends with and care about deeply. And so it's God. you know part of part of the blame is indeed the other people on the road, but we're the ones who are taking the risks. We're the ones who are behind the bars, yeah. twisting the throttles. It's up to us to look out for ourselves beyond anybody else, because. There will be people that will be pulling out in front of you. There will be people that are going to pull up behind you. Uh, people that just aren't paying attention. It just means that we more than ever have to make sure that we're paying attention to what's going on. And uh, to ride... I'm going to say offensively, because defensive riding means you're reacting to everybody else. We need to be a step ahead of everybody and ride in a way where we we'll get when we get to a place where we're going to be in, in danger, we get out as quickly as possible. You know, personally, I I'm one of those guys that yes, I will weave through traffic and I will get around you and I'll get ahead of you. But as soon as I have 300 feet behind me and 300 feet in front of me, a clear space, I cruise. Yeah, I drop down to the speed limit. Sometimes below. I act like everyone on the road is trying to kill me. Yeah, and we're invisible, but they're all aiming for us. Um. That's one thing I just want to say. Just remember that. You can wear all the high-vis yellow or safety orange that you want. It doesn't matter. I'm not calling anyone matter. out on that one. I'm really not going to call anyone out on that one. <laughs> Go ahead. No. Go ahead. No, I'm not going to because I, I need more ammo than just that. Yeah. You know, because, I mean, I ride a red hypermotor, a bright freaking Italian red. I've got an Icon Squad backpack that's bright freaking yellow. I'm wearing my rye. It's orange with blue stars and stripes. Like calling him out. <laughs> no, I didn't. no, it was not. No, it's somebody completely 
Uh, I knew it was just funny. You know you who I'm talking about, uh, yeah. I've got high vis. You know exactly who I'm talking about. Though. Someone wears green everywhere he goes. Um, just, just no. We're gonna go off air and then we'll talk about it because <laughs> we'll just talk about it off air. Yeah. We'll do that. You know, but Leon, we'll talk about it off air. <laughs> but uh, you Stop know, it. I'm just saying. You know, and we deal with it all the time. Dude, I, I want something that doesn't be visible. I need a bright helmet so people can see me. We deal with it every day mm-hmm. at work. And the point, the truth of the matter is, it doesn't matter. Loud pipes save lives. No. No, they no. don't. No. Loud, loud pipes scare old ladies and cause them to go into your lane. Yeah. Bright lights save lives. Yeah. LED headlights and tail Only because it means they can see you if they're not looking down at their phone. Yeah. Or whatever it is they're doing, other than driving. Yeah. The key point in all of this is it doesn't matter what you're wearing. It doesn't matter what your bike sounds like or how bright your lights are. The main thing is you are watching out for what they're doing, and you get yourself out of harm's way. Yep. You know, I've got a video I posted to our Instagram page where not one but two women decide to nearly run me off the road within ten seconds of each other. I really this it puts it it makes me want to have a GoPro on my helmet at all times just to make sure just in case. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't want to be that guy, but if it's my own personal safety and my own he said she said crap, yeah. they're gonna go with the car driver. Yep. Just because you know the common thing you always hear is I didn't see them. Yeah, you didn't. I see didn't them. see them is not a good argument ever. And but see, that's the problem is that's the way the argument goes, though, mm-hmm. because, no, they didn't see you because, A, they weren't paying attention, and, B, mm-hmm. we were probably doing okay. something. Right. Yeah. Yet, last time I remember, every time we get in and somebody says something, I don't know, let's say you cross a state line on a big ride, and you've not seen the states, uh, the posted speed limit sign yet because yeah. they don't have to be posted ever so often, and they don't post it at the state line. They post it, oh, I don't know, a quarter mile into the state line. Mm-hmm. So you come through, and all of a sudden the speed limit, and this has happened to me actually when I was in a car, you're trucking along, the speed limit's 70, and all of a sudden the speed limit's 55, but you don't know that. No. Yeah. And then you get pulled over, because some guy's waiting behind the Welcome to Virginia sign. I actually wasn't in Virginia, but... <laughs> it's a news uh, hazard signal. Yeah. They're waiting behind the sign or the bush or whatever, and you pass by, and... They pull you over and you say, well, well sir, I, I've not passed the speed limit yet. I, didn't, I wasn't aware that the speed limit had dropped. Ignorance is no excuse. Yeah. No. No. So if ignorance of the law is no excuse, then I didn't see him as no excuse. No. Yeah. But that's what they're constantly get away with. Yep. It's just it's one of those things. <laughs> I just don't know what's going yeah, I said it. What? <laughs> it's on Facebook. I don't know. Oh, you got it. Oh. oh I, 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 think, don't, I don't think I know that one. No, it's a, oh, God. Here we go. This is gonna You would drool story. over his collection of bikes, yes. though. But see, this. anyway, we'll talk about him yeah. later. We'll talk about this. I'm using your knees and all I, I noticed. I also understand why we did it. All good. Yeah. All good. And here I was thinking we were talking about Nash. No, well, Nash will talk about it. Yeah. I don't care about that. Yeah. Nash knows that. Well, Nash probably didn't even Nash has a skull painted helmet with a mohawk and green neon lights all over. And green LEDs all over. Yes, and it's a green and black 954. Yeah. Really? Okay. Yeah. He's so. a glutton for punishment. Oh, and the funny People part, still don't see him. No. But the funniest part is when he pulled into bike night, mm-hmm. he was like the only one there. Like, I drove the car because it was cold. I couldn't get the bike. 
But he drove it up. Yeah, and I couldn't be there on a bike. I'm going to say, like, well, no. Because mm-hmm. so, he rode through, went, tried, missed every entrance, turned around, and missed every other entrance again, and then came in. Jackie's looking at me, he's like, where is he going? He's like, have you met Nash? Nash has to be the center of attention. Have you not, do you not remember this? Like, Come <laughs> on. But anyway, so yeah. just be alert. Yeah. Be aware. In- you know, we're all going to get to those moments where we're going to have a wild hair. We're going to want to go, because it's just nature of the beast. We're going to want to do things we shouldn't yeah. on the road, allegedly. Um, but at the same time, don't let Hunter S. Thompson's quote get the best of you. You know, go faster, faster until the speed of uh, the thrill of speed overcomes the fear of death. Just understand, it's it's up to us to make sure we don't end up as hood ornaments. Yeah. My grandfather went to high school. I would also too. like to remind yeah. everyone out there that you're on a bike. You're on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. People will make you angry. People yeah. will do dumb things. They may flip it, flip birds at you, and throw cups of ice at you. That's when you wave at them. Remember, you are not a badass. No, you're not. If you meet them in a gas station parking lot after the fact, you may be a badass. You may look like a badass on your... Whatever. RSD4... Factory dark edition with your black leathers and your carbon fiber or eye helmet. You're a little more of a badass because of that. Though. Well, no, it just, that just means you have more funding. So you may look like a badass. You may indeed, when it comes to man versus man, be a badass. But when it comes to car versus motorcycle, mm-hmm. you are going to lie on the windshield. You're going to lose that fight yeah. every time. Yeah. So I've, I've met, I used to ride with people. I used to be one of those people. I would get mad. I would. I would chase cars when they cut me off or threw things at me because they didn't like me because I was riding a motorcycle in Orlando. I've taken people's mirrors off. I've left dents in people's doors. Mm-hmm. We all have. I changed that riding when I ran into a guy that pulled out in front of me, and I had to go on the shoulder and go around him, literally on the brakes the whole time, just to avoid careening into the back of his car. He didn't realize that I was avoiding crashing him and decided he was angry because I went around him. So he hit me at the next red light from behind with his car. We were, we were sitting still, so he didn't knock me down or anything. But come up behind me, and he bumped my bike. And at first, I, you know, I thought, who knows, it's an accident. I turned around, and I was in the same car put out in front of me. I was like, I don't feel like this was an accident. And I just kind of held my hand up like, what? I mean, hey, you know, what are you, what are you doing? And I inched my bike up about five or six feet and turned around and looked at the red light and, and just left it to be added, flipping off, didn't do anything. And about five seconds later, bump, he hit me again. That's why I dropped the kickstand and I'm dragging his ass out of the car. I turned around and at the time I put my finger up and I just gave him the, you know, no, no, no. And, um, yeah, so, so the light turns green, we start flopping. And it's pouring the rain this whole time, mind you. Um, it's Florida, so. Yes. So, he comes flying up beside me, and he's yelling and screaming or something. I flip him the bird, and I go into the right-hand lane. You know, just like, I'm going to put, put another lane of cars between me and this idiot. So, he then almost hits three cars, cutting them off to swerve into my lane. And he swerved at me several times and hit my bike. We collided at about 50 miles an hour, I think, three times. And it's a dead son of a bitch. Two things happened that day. We got to a red light. He, I, I got away from him, and we got to a red light. 
and I actually got up behind the guy and kicked Sam down, ran up, I put my bike in the turn lane basically, and uh, ran up behind, yanked his car door open, and was in the process of trying to get him out of his car, and I heard a cop siren. And I looked up, and there's a cop, he's right there. And of course my thoughts are, as much as I'm going to beat this guy's ass, I don't want to get shot for beating this guy's yeah. ass. So I put my hands up, I step back, he slams his car door shut, runs red light, and takes off. Cop gets up beside me. Um, Does he actually ask you what happened? Does he give you the benefit of the doubt? He did. He, he okay. come up. He come up and I roll the window down. And, and at the time, before he even gets to me, I'm already I'm pointing and yelling and screaming and just pointing at this guy yeah. running. And he comes up and rolls the window down. And I'm, did you see what that son of a bitch did? Blah blah blah. And he's like, he's like, slow down. What's going on? What happened? What are you doing? Yeah. And I said, he hit me on my bike three times. Like he was ramming me with his car. Yeah. And uh, and I looked at the cop and I said, "You go get him, or I'm going to get him." Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so he 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 said, "Just calm down, hang out for a minute. I'm going." He hits his lights, he takes off, and and as he's taking off, you know, he's already on the radio. Yeah. Radioing with the guys, and I don't know if they caught the guy. I don't know what happened to him. I don't know anything. Um, all I know is, is that the cop took off and chased him and left me on the side of the road to calm down for a few minutes. And after I thought about it, and I realized. Obviously, different scenarios of what happened. One, sure. I could open the door, I could have got shot. Two, he could have hit me a little bit harder, and or had I been, I mean, I'm no, I'm not top dog of, of the road by any means. Had I been a less experienced rider, had yeah. mm-hmm. you know, you I easily could have been underneath his car instead of just bumping up against the windows. Um, so I made the decision at that point that. Uh, I was going to wake up and realize that it, it really didn't matter what I could do to them if I got them out of the car, what they did to me. The important thing was You're just, still alive. just get away yeah. from it. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not worth it. You can be pissed off, you know, but don't let being pissed off get you in a situation where you get killed. Yeah, yeah. trust just, me. Being mad and alive and okay. drinking a beer and calming down is a whole lot better than playing our funeral. Yeah. And, you know, if you need to get away... Just about every bike made's faster than almost anything else on the road. Yeah, it's get away. We've had that conversation. Yeah, before. and if Just you're in a away. place, if you're in a situation like that where, you know, maybe it's raining and you, and you just you don't you don't want to go that fast. You're in a shit ton of traffic in the middle of Nashville or Orlando yeah. or Chicago yeah. or just take the next side street. Yeah. You know, odds are even in, if it's raining, you can probably outhandle him mm-hmm. for the sheer fact that especially in traffic like that. You know, hell, if you get up to the neck, if you get stopped at a stoplight, you can put your bike between cars. Mm-hmm. You know, go between to somebody and get off to the shoulder of the road and go around everybody and hit the next exit, hit the next side street, get somewhere, hang out, chill out. Mm-hmm. If he shows up, you know, if he followed you somewhere, then we can get on a whole other discussion about uh, what to know, do there, what to do, and and and, and I'm sure there's much like that, but, better podcasts uh, in reference to concealed carry, they'll carry that topic out there than we will. Sure. But, you know, a, a traffic ticket is better than an off-hospital visit or worse. Yeah. Do what you need to get away. Be safe. You know, I've got a lot of guys who, uh, I know a lot of guys who are like, dude, why do you even ride on the street? It's so much more dangerous. That's why you need to come to the track. Just be on the track, and that's all they're about. Dude, that's cool. That's cool. The whole reason why I ride, speed is only part of it. I like to see the world. You know, if you're if you're a race track life is what you're about, dude. That's all power to you. This is why I do it. This is what I have to deal with because of it, and it's something that's a risk I take. That's a risk Tyler takes. I think 
But, you know, we tried to limit the amount of stupidity we have to deal with in the first place. I think it's something that, you know, the, the track rat thing. Um, I mean, it's great to, to go out and track. I've, I've still yet to do my first track day. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I would love to go tomorrow if I had the money and just buy a track bike and just start doing them as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but that being said, you know, I think part of that is going to play into your personality, too. There are people that they can't turn go fast off. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. and, and those are the guys that it probably is better for them to do track off. Yeah. This guy, but yeah. this guy right here. <laughs> this but guy. that being said, I have two different mindsets. When I get on the track, I'm going to push it as hard as I can. And if I crash, whatever, I crash. But I'll get back up and if the box running, I'll pick it up and keep going. Um, when I get out on the road, I, I, I mean, yeah, I have those times on the play, and, and I'm, I uh, <laughs> allegedly pull wheelies from time to time and things like that. Never. But when I'm riding out, even if I decide that I'm going to, you know, allegedly goof off on a section of road, I, I don't, you know, don't ride like an idiot in... Everywhere you go. Yeah. Uh, if you want to have some fun, if you want to push a little bit, you know, be aware of the road you're on. Know whether or not you're in a federal federal park where 20 over could get a bike seizure. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, things like that. Be aware of your laws, obviously. But, you know, do it. Go out and enjoy yourself away from people. Don't ride a wheelie through, you know, the downtown area of your, right. your city. Because not only are you putting yourself in danger, you're putting other people in danger. And that's the, the flip side to this coin is our actions do have reactions with other people, too. You cut somebody else off, it's just as bad. They can slam on the brakes and hurt someone else. If you do 100 miles an hour down the street and you cut a cow in half, mm-hmm. um, let's go with a deer. You're probably not going to cut a cow in half. You might end up inside the cow. Depends what yes. kind of bike you're riding, you might, <laughs> but hey. Okay. <laughs> What the, it's awful cozy in here. No. <laughs> but if, if I thought playing, they smelled bad on the outside. <laughs> it was um, Star Wars. Not the Tauntaun. If you go out... You know what a Tauntaun's body temperature is? Lukewarm. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's bad. But funny. So yeah, if you go out and you're doing 100 miles an hour and let's just say... Yeah, you cut somebody's calf in half off of their land. It's crossing the road, whatever. You hit it. You survive. Somebody's going to be kind of angry you killed their cow. But it's not going to be nearly as bad for you as if you go through a crosswalk at 100 miles an hour and you cut a little old lady in half. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And these are things that I think a lot of people get out on the road and they don't think about. You get these idiots... They go out there, and if you're listening to this, and you know who I am, and I offend you, I'm sorry. Honestly, we don't care. We don't care. Um, they go out, and they taunt the police, and they ask for trouble, and they cause yep. trouble. And they're part of the reason that we get such negative shit whenever we're yep. out on the road um, from people like law enforcement. But, you know, they go out, they ride wheelies everywhere, they, they don't put tags on their bikes, they, you know, they... they Purposely rev their engines and flip off cops as they've got somebody pulled over on the side of the road, whether they're riding them a ticket or trying to help them change a tire. Yep. Stand up on uh, the rear wheel while they're going by. And, yeah, it's just they don't realize that, you know, all it takes is for you to do something in that sense that not only gets you hurt, but you hurt somebody else. And 
you've opened yourself up for a lawsuit to ruin the rest of your life. Yep. And not to mention, you're you're publicly putting a lot of news that's bad on the motorcycle community. So you're you're destroying what you claim to love so much that you can't calm down. Right. So it's just ride intelligently. Be safe. Ride to avoid the idiots and the bad things that happen. Be aware of your surroundings. Yeah, definitely. Pay when somebody pisses you off and cuts you off, don't breathe. fly around them in the same lane. Breathe Just out. Back relax, up. Go on. Woosaw. Woosaw. Rub your ears or shake your helmet a little bit. Do whatever it takes. Just, just watch what you're doing and watch what everybody else is doing. You'll get home safe. Switch from disturbed to kiss by Prince. So, you know, whatever it takes. Calm yourself down. And just, just let it go. It's not worth being a, a, that angry about. And uh, yeah. you're laughing about something I'm not figuring it out. I just showed you what we're laughing about. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I might have to give it to Kevin McAllister on that one. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Predator versus Kevin McAllister from Home Alone. What, 24 hours of prep time? <laughs> Who would win that one? Oh boy, but yeah, that's that's kind of a big topic that's been on my brain for a while, and actually it was going to be the subject of all of last week's podcast had I actually sat down and done it. Well, you know, but hey, you know, life happens. Shiza happens. <laughs> so, I mean, I guess on that note, we're actually close to uh, the end of our hour here. Yeah. Um, MotoGP happened, but I haven't watched the race yet. Neither so neither have I. So we're not going to talk about any of that right now. It looks like a good race, though. Uh, so I'm going to probably run over to Dallas's and watch it sometime this weekend. Yes. We do want to say a big thank you to Twitchy. Twitchy! For uh, providing tonight's liquid propulsion. Um, Eeyore is also provided as well, as always. So, guys, thank you so very much for uh, supporting the garage here. Um, this is why we do it for you guys. And for y'all to do stuff like this, it's pretty fucking amazing. Um, there's anything you want to hear, uh, anything you want us to talk about, or anything you want us to shut up about, let us know. Hit us up on all the uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, or Wingman's Garage. Uh, you can also email us at podcast at wingmansgarage.net. And, of course, give us a phone call. It's 2625. Go ride. That's right. So, I mean, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Patreon will actually be up and running here soon. We're going to be uh, providing you all the behind-the-scenes pregame um uh, shenanigans that happened here before we actually start recording because <laughs> yeah, you know we're all about our shenanigans we are all about some shenanigans yeah some I'll massive shenanigans hey what's that restaurant you like to eat at shenanigans <laughs> and uh actually, office space deal from the day wasn't it um looking forward to testing out some fun stuff yes we do have some fun stuff jeans. coming yeah bullet jeans we're gonna test yes. that out so if eric if you're listening thank you we're looking forward to uh, yes. trying the jeans um I'm really looking forward to it. And if anybody knows uh, how to fix a trouble code 2.1, 3.1, 4.1 on a Ducati Hypermotard, hit me up. Where's the mark? 2011? 2008. Hypermotard 1100. Okay. Uh, uh, let me. Yeah. That's I'll ask Justin tomorrow. What I'll be doing as soon as we're done recording is tearing apart my bike and trying to figure out why it's not starting. 213141. Yep. Hey, that's why we own a Ducati, right, Kyle? Yeah. <laughs> That's why I own a BMW. One word. Siemens. Oh, God. 
No, one word. Ooh, that put me in a different place. Yeah, that together. definitely went to a different. <laughs> this is my only conversation. This is my only thing about all this. Remember how everybody said it's got character? Yep. Remember how I said what character means? It doesn't run all the time. Okay. It starts every time I hit the button. I rest my case. But you're probably going to go downstairs now and won't. Yeah, <laughs> so this is Chris the Wingman. Tyler being pointed at. That's Daniel the Track Red. And you're listening to Wingman's Garage. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you on episode 19. 19? Yeah, 19. In about seven days or so. Ish. Ish. Depending on how long it takes for me to get this posted. But uh, thanks for listening, and we will catch you later. Thank you for listening to Wingman's Garage. For business inquiries, email us at podcasts at wingmansgarage.net. Snoochie boochies, everybody. Good night. That was creepy as shit. <laughs>